thank you so much. This is Quantea here and Revival in the Word. I'm so excited today. I have here a special guest with me. And would you like to introduce yourself? Of course. My name is Danielle Price. I own SOS Romance Planning and Coaching Service. And what I do is I help married Christian women spend more time with their husbands in fun, romantic, <laughs> and creative ways. And I also um, plan date nights and staycations and weekend getaways for married couples as well. Yes. <laughs> well, today we're actually going to talk about a discussion topic is advice for a healing wife. And I believe there are so many trials a wife go through that she is unspoken about. In many marriages, couples struggles with communication, infidelity, um, listening, and daily forgiveness, affection, and m much more. Absolutely. And it'll be, it'll be a year. It'll be a year since I'll be fully married in August. And however, my situations may be a little different from uh, most people. I am a marine wife, and me and my husband, we've been apart uh, separately for about almost our entire marriage. Oh, okay. And. It took a lot of pruning and healing on my path for me to discover who I am and how to live out my fullest potential. And I am I am so thrilled to have you here today to listen to your wisdom and your knowledge. And I, my first question I have for you is, what are you and your husband's love language and how do you both deal with each other's differences? Okay. Well, thankfully, we have the same love languages. <laughs> um, my primary love language is quality time, and my secondary is physical touch. His primary love language is physical touch, and his secondary is quality time. Oh. So I think that that helps out a lot <laughs> yeah. because we know what each other needs. We're very sensitive to uh, both of our moods and understanding okay if he's acting up okay i know he needs me to just you know let him touch me somewhere you know <laughs> even if we're just laying there on the couch or laying in bed he has to have either his leg on my leg or he has to have <laughs> his hand on my thigh you know he he needs that touch to yeah. feel grounded and i know when for me when i start to nag <laughs> When I start to nag, that's how I he knows that, okay, you want me to pay you some attention. <laughs> so that has been um, that's been an interesting journey, getting to understand each other's love languages and how we both receive love. That's been an um, interesting journey. And as far as how do we handle each other's differences, there's a mutual respect that we have for each other that's, yeah, that's rooted good. in friendship. Mm -hmm. We were friends for, God, 13 years. Wow. <laughs> like we've known each other since 11th grade. But we didn't start dating until 2013. And, um, you know, throughout those 13 years, we were always cool. Every time we would see each other out, every time we would hang out together, it was always just, oh, that's my homie. That's mm -hmm. Anthony. You know, he's just cool. <laughs> And so when we decided to, okay, 
we're hanging out a lot more mm-hmm. and we um we were training for a 5k because he's a well he was a runner oh, and wow. so i was like i want to do a 5k do you want to do it with me we could train together and so we started training four days a week and so mm-hmm. i'm not a runner i am still very much not a runner <laughs> but i need to knock that off my bucket list and he was there to help me but we were training four days a week together mm-hmm. after work for two hours and then after that, we would go out to dinner. <laughs> oh, wow. So the conversation from us spending time together deepened our friendship. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to see that, okay, we're very similar. You know, mm-hmm. we have similar beliefs we share and, you know, believe fundamentally the same things. But our approach to those things is different. And so I learned to appreciate his perspective because we are different. We do think differently. We hear things differently. We feel things differently. Mm -hmm. I'm very emotional. He's not. So, you know, that was... um, that was difficult in the beginning because it was learning how to, for me, master my emotions. Mm -hmm. But we came to some basic truths and we just have baselines. Like, for instance... um, he Anthony has a very icy tone and is he can be very just like direct and it's not necessarily what he's saying but it's the tone behind whatever it is that mm-hmm. he's talking about that will hurt my feelings and so we came to the to, to the conclusion that basically at the end of the day you don't mean to intentionally hurt me with your words even though that may be an outcome, but I know you don't mean to intentionally hurt me. So that helps me take the sting and the bite out of whatever he's saying and say, okay, well, let me take my emotion out of it. Let me address the root of what it is that he's saying and, you know, stay focused on the issue. So yeah, that mutual good. respect is, is big. And I think that's really how we deal with each other's differences. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> and I'm so glad to hear that. I know with me and my husband, the hardest things we struggled with was our differences in accepting each other, um, each other's love language. We were completely different. Mm-hmm. But and you don't want to be married to yourself. That yeah, would be boring. you don't. You don't. That would be boring. But <laughs> we have, we've been through so much, especially by us being apart mm-hmm. and trying to be married and to live with those differences. That's the hardest thing that we had to uh, face. And I know, yes, yeah, just recently we spoke on the phone for over an hour and talked and we just talked about the good things and cherished the good things that we have um, faced and gone through or whatever. And he expressed how much he missed and loved me and all of those great things. And I had to be honest with myself as well as be honest with him and to express to him how I always felt that I was never enough for him and because I was always trying to satisfy him and because of me trying to do that at that time, I began to have lose myself and who I was. And as a wife, have you ever had a thought that you weren't enough? And how did you overcome that? I did, actually. I thought that sexually I wasn't satisfying to my husband. I thought I, I felt like I became a prude when, I, when we got married. Oh. And I was like, this is 
so backwards. Like, this is the person that actually put a ring on it. And yeah. this is the person that I should be, you know, free to, you know, express myself sexually with. And especially now, since we're married, it's God-ordained, right? <laughs> and I... Jesus called me out. I'm not even going to lie. He <laughs> called me out about it. I was folding clothes one day. <laughs> I was sitting on the couch and I was just thinking about, you know, just our marriage and, you know, what I feel like we can we can work on. And he was like, well, I got an area you can work on. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he was like, you've been selfish. And I was like, <gasps> clutch my pearls like what do you mean I've been selfish and he's like Danielle you're holding back from your husband and I was like um okay God what do you mean but he he pinpointed specific instances where I've held back romantically with my husband because of fear you know fear of not feeling like that he was going to really appreciate my full romantic self, mm -hmm. that he was going to think whatever I did was corny, that he wasn't going to like whatever I did. I basically what ifed myself to death. And so I just bogged myself down with all of these, well, what if, and what if he, and what if I, and what if this, and you know, all mm -hmm. of that. And I allowed that to stop me from being who I truly was. And so I lost that romantic piece because I am a hopeless romantic and so it was like Danielle you're a hopeless romantic and you're afraid to sh be romantic and show mm -hmm. romance to your husband how does that work and so the Lord took me to the book of Song of Solomon and we did a Bible study through that whole book that's good and um he told me to basically become a student of my husband to never stop learning about mm -hmm. him to never stop to never feel as if I know everything about him because I don't which right. is true because let me tell you one day <laughs> I thought I could order a burger for him I was like hey I'm stopping at such such place I'm gonna grab a burger and he's like okay so typically Anthony does not like tomatoes Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. He does not like tomatoes on his burger. So I felt pretty good. Like, okay, yes, I know I can order for my man and he's going to like it. I got home and he was like, where are the tomatoes? And I was like, what? <laughs> I said, sir, you never eat tomatoes on your burger. And he was like, well, today I wanted them. <laughs> Really? Really? <laughs> so it's instances like that that I've learned that you, you know, marriage really is a self-development course and it's a lifelong learning course of each other. Mm -hmm. You never stop learning about each other. You never stop dating each other. You never stop, you know, investing in what you guys are building. And so... Um, to that end, the Lord took me through the book of Song of Solomon. He also um, had me write down questions, specific questions, and ask Anthony, you know, and get his opinion about our love life and what, you know, we could do better, what he wants, what he likes, what I want, what I like. And, you know, it just went from there. But it ha the Lord called me out about it, honestly. Oh, wow. He just called me out about my selfishness and um, I was being totally unfair to my husband. And I never want Anthony to feel as if somebody else has gotten more right. from me than he did. And he's the one that actually put a ring on it, you know? Yeah, that's, 
That's good. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> That's so funny. But God said that we're confusing. <laughs> he wanted tomatoes that day. I mean, I just, I, I'm telling you, I, you know, I was sitting there so floored. <laughs> so floored. And and the same thing happened with me because he, um, I said, hey, I really want this such and such burger from this place. And I said, just get it, you know, just get it. And so Anthony was like, well, she doesn't like onions and she doesn't like um, something else. It was something else that was on there that I don't typically like, but I like it on that mm-hmm. burger at that place. Yeah. And so when he got it and he brought it home and I was like, what happened to my burger? What happened to my food? <laughs> and he was so mad. He was like, well, I told them not to add onions and something, something else was on there. I forget. But he's like, I told them not to add that. And I was like, well, that's the purpose of the burger. Like, that's the burger. So, the burger wound up being literally cheese and meat. <laughs> it was just a cheeseburger. Yes, I was so upset. And so, I just, and he was just sitting there so flustered and just like, well, I can't believe this. Because I thought that I was doing something good. And I just messed everything up. And I'm like, honey, it's okay. It's well, okay. But just next time when I order this specific burger... Get it the way that it comes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's so funny. Every see every everyone hopes to have a a a, a long lasting happy marriage, but because of different lifestyles and interests, personalities, all those things change throughout the marriage and viewpoints and even some family issues like outsiders. That's like. Mm-hmm. can get involved mm-hmm. and sometimes those things can conflict with the spouse the, the spouses in their marriage it can hinder their marriage and allow them to to be against one another to cause war and draft yeah. against one another exactly. and i was reading the bible talks a lot about love and forgiveness and first john 4 7 says let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God so with that being said in your view how do you um, view love what does love mean to you well love to me is an expression of you respecting and caring for my entire being who I am as a person, you value what it is that I have to say, you value what I bring to the table without trying to change me. And a lot of times I find that with women, we because we're so nurturing and because we're so encouraging and supportive, we have a tendency to want to change our husbands mm, to yeah. pay I want you to fit into this mold and when they don't then that causes conflict but you have to understand that you are an individual Mm -hmm. they are an individual you need to mutually agree and appreciate each other's individuality you know God made them a specific way for a reason and God made you a specific way for a reason so you need to respect that and appreciate that because what I find with us in our marriage where I am weak he is strong and Mm -hmm. vice versa and so even though we differ 
and the way that we hear things, the way that we see things, but that's a blessing because when it comes to problem solving, when it comes to conflict resolution, we're able to, you know, come from different angles mm -hmm. and come to a mutually beneficial solution, right? Something that's going to enhance our marriage, something that's going to strengthen our marriage. And, but also our love is rooted in friendship. Like I said, we were friends first for years. And that's even good. the very first year before we even made it official, our friends used to joke about us dating, like pre-dating, mm -hmm. you know, because we were running together four days a week. We would um, go to museums together. We would go out to dinner. We would go to baseball games and, you know, all that. We would hang out all the time together. And he was the first person on a random Saturday when I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Let me call Anthony and see what he's doing. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. Okay, well, let's go to blah, 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 blah place, you know? But that helped us get to know each other and yeah. really understand how you think, how you think about things, what's your viewpoint, mm -hmm. what direction are you headed. And then when we decided to actually start dating, we knew we were headed in the same direction together. Right. So that... Our love, honestly, and our appreciation for each other is rooted in our friendship. Because at the end of the day, we don't have children now, but when we do have kids and they do leave, it's still going to be the two of yeah. us. And we need to be able to still click mm -hmm. and still have fun together regardless at the end of the day, literally, yeah. regardless. That's and so, so I powerful. think that that's, um, that's my viewpoint of love. I also learned that when it comes to men, when it comes to men, respect is their love. Like, is their love. Okay? Yeah, I agree with that. Like, we, they would rather feel respected than loved, whereas women, we would we rather feel, feel loved, loved than respected. respected. That's so true. And so, I, agree. I find that with, <laughs> you know, even with the couples that, um, that I do business with, it's okay what's going on outside of your bedroom mm -hmm. that's affecting what's going on inside your bedroom or not going on inside your bedroom. Yeah. And a lot of times it stems from the guy feeling like the woman disrespected him and the woman's like, we were just talking, you know, but it could be your tone. It could be what you say. It could be when you said it, said mm -hmm. it. It could be, you know, the circumstances around, you know, whatever it is that was offensive to him. So, understanding that men's version of love is respect yeah. I think also helps my viewpoint of love because I'm very mindful of the way that I talk I'm very mindful of what I wear I'm very mindful of how I treat him in public and privately I want him to always feel respected I never want him to feel like I intentionally disrespected him yeah, and yeah. if I did let me know so I can correct it because I don't want you to feel like you get more respect outside of the home than inside because what right. you everything you need is in this house okay right. everything you need is in a price pad okay that's <laughs> so, good I don't you know so that. i think that that has um that's really shaped my viewpoint on love as well i like that i don't think i ever viewed it that way as <laughs> god is Love language is respect. Mm -hmm. And it that's so true. This, it is. This, this it's is very true. true. Respect is everything. And everyone to wants to feel loved. Yeah. So I I really agree with that. So 
at some point in our marriages, we struggle with identity crisis. Can you talk about a time in your life when you experienced that and how did you overcome it? Okay. Well, this is before I got married. Okay. <laughs> this was a pivotal moment in my life. <laughs> so I was in an on-again, off-again relationship for five years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until years later after that relationship had ended that it was also very toxic and um around that time i was also uh i hated my job i was an engineer i absolutely hated it and i was like this cannot be life like my love life sucks my work life work life sucks like this (laughs) is terrible so i after that relationship ended and ended completely, mm-hmm. like it was a running joke. Oh, y'all together this week, and it's like, huh, huh, huh. no, we're not, you know. But after that finally ended and it it really um, ended, I took a whole, I took years off for myself, and I said, okay, God, who am I? What type of woman do I want to be? I want to get married. What type of wife do I want to be? And let's start this process. I needed to heal from that relationship. I needed to take ownership for what I allowed to happen in that relationship mm-hmm. and my role in its being toxic. In its being toxic, and um, I I wanted to really just get back to who is Danielle? What does right. she like? You know, with or without a man, what does she like? What Mm -hmm. does she enjoy? And so I got some books on healing. I did some some of those, like, career assessment tests on, like, what career I needed to go into. I did, I dug, like, dug, not dug, but... (laughs) Dove, <laughs> jumped feet first into the word of God and church and serving in ministry, finding a ministry that fit. Um, I also just went on this whole rediscover Cleveland plan. And oh, so okay. I listed out places I had never been, places I wanted to eat, um, things to do, events that I had never gone to. And I just created a plan for myself and I said this is what Danielle is going to do she's going to find a new restaurant to eat she's going to go to a different event where she doesn't know anybody she's going to um, read a book on healing and Mm self-care you know she's going to join a ministry she's going to be active in her church and I did that you know every month so every month I had a plan of, of figuring out who I was And that's how I was able to really reflect back on that relationship and see where I went wrong. Ultimately, it was I was disobedient. The Lord told me that relationship was not going to lead down the path that I thought it was. But at that time, you know, I'm in my 20s and I'm really feeling like it's my first real relationship. I'm invested. um, And I just felt like, well... We've been together for five years, like, you know, like I just resolved that we were going to be together and this is just what it was going to be. And the Holy Spirit checked me quick and he was like, five years is nothing compared to 50 with the wrong person. And I was like, he will do it. I said, oh my gosh, okay, you're absolutely right. But it took those 
it took the Lord severing that tie. It really took the Holy Spirit doing the inner work in me in order for me to appreciate what I bring to the table. You mm -hmm. know, all of this goodness. You know, somebody going to appreciate it, okay? Right. So who is that somebody that's worthy and um, really going to take and handle me with care mm -hmm. and love? And that's the person that I want to be with, not the person that's going to bring out the worst in me, but someone who's going to bring right. out the best in me. That's powerful. And we all need that reality check sometimes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because you know. Or you do know. it. <laughs> <laughs> like you like, know, you, would, you can you would know within your spirit of what's what's right and what's wrong. You do. Um, you definitely do. So yeah, that's that's good. I hope somebody hear this and uh, <laughs> take heed to it. Um, so during my time of being a wife, I did learn a lot about myself, and I have grown a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you never stop growing. You, you don't. You never stop and, growing. I believe I am. I became more um, humble and more noble about okay. things, and as a wife, and I learned a lot about my selfishness and mm -hmm. all the bad and the good stuff. And because being married, it's like a reflection, like of yourself. Oh my gosh, I was <laughs> just about to say it's like my a mirror. Like, oh, that's what I do. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Well, let me Yes, think. that is so true because my um, really good friends of ours, they're our marriage mentors. And so I will never forget that when we were engaged and we were planning for the wedding, and she sat me down and she said, Danielle, marriage is a mirror. It's literally like holding up a mirror yes. to your face and seeing everything about you. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so so powerful. So as we have journeyed in our marriage together, as we have grown and, you know, had those not so good moments, had those moments where we're just like, you know, <laughs> I love you, but I don't like you, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, like you said, I definitely saw selfishness. You know, the Lord caught me out about mm -hmm. that. I definitely saw, you know, bringing, I saw myself bringing my daddy and mommy issues into yep. my marriage. Same you know, here. I definitely saw the importance of boundaries, mm -hmm. even with your family. You need boundaries because there's only two of you and God in your marriage. Yes. Right? And so they can't tell you necessarily, well, you should be like, for instance, um, um, my aunts, when I got, when I first got laid off, you know, I know my family meant well when they would say things like, well, you got that man working all, all day, all <laughs> night. And you know, well, what are you doing? And why haven't you found a job? And you know, all of that. And that used to irritate me. It used to really, really irritate me. And finally, I just had to let them know, this is not up for discussion anymore. Right. What we are doing works for us. We're good. We're solid. The Lord knows the plan that he has for us, and we're walking down this plan. So while I appreciate your concern about our finances, we're solid. Okay? We're good. The Lord has been providing and will continue to provide. But establishing those boundaries really um was big for me because i am so close to my family mm -hmm. you know i'm very very close we're very 
close knit. You know, we talk about everything. My aunts are like my sisters, and you know, my uncles, they're they're like my older brothers, really, truly. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate from where the heart behind what they were saying, but at the same time, this is us in our marriage, and this is how we are going to pursue. Yeah. You know what God <laughs> has for us. And you know, yeah. And just you have it's, to be strong and stand on those convictions. Otherwise, you're gonna allow the outside influences to affect what's going, going on, on in the peace yep. that you have in your home. And I'm like, as long as Anthony is good, I <laughs> care less. I could not it's supposed care. Supposed to be that way. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And as long, like I said, my priority is him, and his priority is me. And as long mm -hmm. as we're good. Everything. Nothing else matters. That's right. <laughs> I know. I definitely, throughout my, I was at a point in my time when I was writing my book, I studied, I studied uh, Proverbs 31. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure most, well, most wives should know this uh, <laughs> book in the Bible. <laughs> and I believe every wife should, should read it if they have not read it. It talks a lot about a noble wife, how she is careful about what she says. And she is trustworthy. She is diligent. She is, uh, she makes the most availability out of anything out of resources and she's a praying wife and she's all those things and one scripture that that always sticks out to me is proverbs 31 20, 21 through 22 it says she is not afraid for her household when it snows because she makes herself covering and with that being said in the bible um there are many women that's in the bible and i wanted to know who do you relate to to in the Bible and why. <laughs> like, I <laughs> Okay, well, I relate to Abigail. Oh, so Abigail. Abigail is David's second wife. And I relate to her because she was in a relationship. She was married to uh, Nabal. And Nabal was not a kind man, but he was very um, wealthy, mm -hmm. well off, well to do. But um, from what I studied, his demeanor was, was not very kind, and he just, you know, was very brash and things like that. And so when David and his men came to get what was rightfully theirs, because they were protecting Nabal's land and, you know, his, his, um, his cattle and all that. And at that time, you know, David was on the run. And so because... It was, it was, you know, it was just more of a community back then. So, like, the, everybody took care of everybody. You know, mm -hmm. if you took care of my land, then, you know, I'm going to take care of you kind of situation. And so, David and his men were like, all right, well, we did this and we didn't cheat you and everything worked out okay. So, give us what you owe us. And he basically was like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, at that story. time, David was not a king and so... He was he he was still very much a fighter, and so he him and his boys was about to ride out. <laughs> so she was so that everybody in the house, all the servants went to her and was like, "Look, this is the situation that's going down. You got to do something because they coming to kill us all." Mm -hmm. And so she got all the food, all the everything that was due him. She put it on a donkey and she rode out and she met him. And she was like, you know, let's not have this little blemish <laughs> on your stain. We all know that you're going to become king. You know, you don't need this 
you know, on your uh, on your reputation. And um, David agreed, took his stuff, and you know, went about his merry way. And so when they ball found out, he basically died of shock. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's what I took from it. That he died of shock. And so um, then David married her, you know, after she mourned and all that stuff. Because I think he saw in her that she was strategic. Yeah. I think he saw in her that she was wise. And she, him being king, you need people around you that are going to give you wise counsel. You need people around you that are going to be strategic and let you know that you don't really want to do it this way. Right. You know, you can still get what you want and what you deserve, but let's do it another way. And so I think that he realized she was smart, she was beautiful, and she would be an asset to him later on. And so I just was really blown away by that because that's how I feel I want to be um, to my husband, I don't want him to look at me as a liability. I want him to look at me as an asset. I want him to see that I'm not looking, I'm not just looking out for me and you, but I'm looking out for everybody in our house. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I see the future, you know, I see where you're headed. And so let's be strategic about how we get there. And so yeah. that's what I really, really, really appreciated about her. I like that she was a rider. <laughs> that she was a rider, that she was strategic. That's and um, she was beautiful. So Yes, thank and you. And she was also, you know, she had to be respected and revered as the right. woman of the house in order for the servants to come and be like, hey, um, we got a situation <laughs> and he's not listening, so we going to come to you because we yeah. think you can do something about it kind of thing and I've had those moments in our marriage especially when it comes to um, tithing that was our big uh, hill that we had to get over because I've always been a tither and so for me it, it was very uh, bothersome that Anthony wasn't a tither and oh, so okay. getting because I just said okay well Half tithing is not tithing. We're not about to do that. Either we're going to do it or we're not. Well, we're going to do it. I just need to figure out a way to make it happen. Right. And so I prayed and I got tired of the Lord waking me up to um, to discuss this tithing situation with my husband. I'm like, I'm not the one with the issue. Can you wake him up? And he's like, Dale, you manage the finances. So you need to find out how, you, how I'm going to get what's mine. And I did. I opened up my um, my planner and I laid out everything before the Lord. And he showed me where to pull money from so we could pay our tithes fully. I prayed over it. I talked to Anthony. He wasn't in agreement. And I was like, um, okay, God, so what are we going to do? <laughs> and he was like, I want my money. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to sneak and do it and just kind of, you know, Pull it, and I'm like, but well, I don't want him to ask me, you know, which where are you getting this money from, and where is it going, kind of thing. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be in that position. <laughs> but the Lord answered my prayer of years, and finally, um, he moved on his heart, and he was just like, yeah, we about to tithe, and I was like, oh, wow. thank God, that's beautiful, thank that's okay. God. I mean, that was like years, yeah, all because you was faithful and you kept praying and and. 
Because being I was like, we gonna being get, consistent about it. The Lord it. is going to get his money one way or another, Anthony, That's okay? okay. Yeah, <laughs> so okay. either we can do it willingly <laughs> or, you know, he could just take it, you know? So I'm of the mindset, let's just give him what he's due, you know? Like, we'll be okay. And so all of Anthony's concerns about um, tithing were quelled Mm -hmm. and as a result you know the lord has blessed us financially even more yeah that's 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 good but that comes from obedience (laughs) Obedience, but i had to get some abigail about myself i'm like you know we're gonna figure this out with or without you (laughs) that's so good we gonna do what's right is there any final words you have you would like to say to uh, someone who's listening a wife or somebody something encouraging yeah I would say um, if you are in a marriage that you know is not all God wants it to be then first of all you are deserving of that and don't ever feel like you're not you deserve a happy healthy um, sexually satisfying marriage because that's what God wants for you okay that's the first thing and you can have that the second thing is you have the power to change it you know if there's an issue if there's an area that you know the Lord is poking and prodding in deal with that issue ask God for wisdom ask the Holy Spirit for revelation on how to address whatever it is that he's um, uprooting, because that's really what it is. It's an uproot of a wrong mindset. It's an uproot of um, deceitful thinking or a stronghold or you know any type of uh, barrier that's preventing you from really going full throttle. Because your marriage really, honestly and truly, is a reflection of your relationship with Christ. Yes. So you need to make sure that God is reflected in your marriage. And if you're unhappy, if you guys are fighting, if you guys don't have any fun, that's not reflective of God at all, mm-hmm. at all. And he doesn't want that for you. He doesn't want you guys going at each other. He didn't put you guys together for you guys to fight each other. You're supposed to be fighting the enemy. Yes, that's right. So be encouraged, really find out what it is that the Lord wants you to do as the wife. Mm-hmm as the heart of the home, as the nurturer of the home, really find out what the Lord wants you to do and then be obedient. Amen. Thank you so much. (laughs) It was such an honor and a blessing to have you here on this show today. Thank you. And I hope to hear from you again some other time that you will come on the show again. I'd love to come back. I'd love to talk, girl. (laughs) Thank you so much. And that's all we have for you today. And... I hope and pray that everyone will have a blessed day. Thanks.